Hello there, welcome along to episode 70 of the Empire Strikes Back. My name's Kev and I'll be your host tonight, um, back in the hot seat, trying to remember how this thing works because it's been a while. Um, happy to say I'm joined tonight by Jack Brown. You there, Jack? Yeah, I'm here, mate. Yeah, speaking of a while, I'm, I don't think I've been on for since before the All-Star break, so yeah, we're both getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, I think I'm the same, mate. And I'm also joined by Mark Blakemore. You there, Mark? Um, good to see you both in fine form, like the Yankees. Resplendent in your Miami Dolphins top, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 11 in a row. 11 in a row. I'm so glad we didn't do this yesterday and I had to talk about 10 in a row because that's a sore subject for me. But yeah, um, 11 wins in a row and just, yeah, I'm sorry we didn't get a, get a podcast in last week. This time of year is just difficult with people on holiday and busy schedules and football on, a lot of stuff going on at the moment. So we unfortunately never got a chance to do a positive pod last week, but we're back this week with 11 wins in a row to talk about, and it's been pretty spectacular form from the team. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, but the kind of slight negative to it is that the Rays keep winning, which is a bit frustrating because we're trying to reel them in. Um, there's, no, there's nothing you can do about that, though, is there? No, there's, there there's, isn't. Like, all you can do is what? in your control yes 100 and, and they're winning they're winning they're winning they're winning yeah the rays just happen to keep playing bad teams i think at the moment like i think they've played baltimore before the phillies now playing the phillies for a two-game set and then they've got baltimore at the weekend as well so yeah it's, it's kind of tough to see anyone losing to the baltimore Orioles Thank God, Bal- so, baltimore are terrible mm-hmm. they are awful but yeah, I mean, that is the only slight frustration with it is that we're trying to reel them in because the last, when we tip into October, we have a three-game set versus the Rays. It would be really nice to go into that with a chance to win the division. Not to say we will, but if you went into that with it possible, it's going to be some end to the season. It's going to be serious excitement. It'll be like a playoff game, you know, mm-hmm. going into that with a chance to or a playoff series. You want, you want to try and avoid that one game playing yeah. as much as you can. As yeah. much as you can, you just don't want that especially game lottery, essentially. Especially if it could be against Boston. I think it will. The Rays have sort of, not the Rays, um, the A's, fallen off in yeah, the last few weeks, the, haven't they've, they? So they've, had the, they've had the opposite form to us. They've Seattle, Seattle sticking around. I think they're only a couple of games out, I believe, Yeah, behind, behind Boston. I'm not quite sure how many, but I, yeah, I, I, it's I, looking like it's going to be three from the East are going to be the three. Yeah. But in which, the, which order is still yet unknown. The thought, the thought of playing them in a one-game series just fills me with dread. Yeah, I mean, it, it's bad losing to anyone, but for me, losing to Boston's ten times as bad. But anyway, yeah. So I think tonight we've not been on for a while, so a couple of weeks. So what we will do is just rather than go through every game and dissect every game, we'll just basically go through what's been going on, the real highlights, the real positives, and the real change in form, and why we've had, I suppose, why we've had a change in form, and I think there's some pretty obvious reasons why things have, have picked up for us. Um, I mean, we do have to talk about the fact that we've had COVID issues to deal with, we've had injury problems to deal with, um, so it hasn't all been plain sailing, and there's a lot of guys have stepped up and really, you know, have been superb. Um, Actually, I, we could go through them one by one, but I certainly think there's some guys that deserve a lot of credit for what they've done in the past um, the past few weeks. Uh, 
Nestor, Cor- Nestor Cortez, as I said on the text the other night, he looks like an extra from The Godfather. My, my God, if, the guy if, can if, pitch. If, if you've got any like of baseball tool, no matter who they are, whether you take out the team, just pure and utter entertainment value, you've got to love Nestor Cortez. You oh, can't not love it. Everything about him, the way he looks, you say the tash, the yeah, the, tash the, the the delivery, the pause, the extra turn, the dropping down low, the side, the side winder for for the side, yeah. how he goes the, to that side. Oh, the fact brilliant. the fact he touches ninety but doesn't get much above it. Um, he's not a frame flame thrower. Everything about him is drawn out of joy, and yeah. to see him doing well, you even if you even if you hate the Yankees as much as some people do, you struggle to find it. Can't not like Nestor Cortez. It's a feel good story. What about you, Mark? What have you thought about it? Oh, he's been great. Um, Like I say, he's a real pitcher's pitcher, isn't he, in a way, because he sort of nibbles around at the edges. He's not a flamethrower, but he just induces uh, ground balls and gets out. So, yeah, yeah, he's been great. He's just been one who's been given his chance and he's grasped it with both hands. Um, Whether he's a, a playoff pitcher, I'm still not so sure. I can see him coming out more out of the pen when it comes to stuff like that. But no, he, he's been great for us, um, amongst others. I think you can probably touch on. Yeah, I just love that whole confidence thing with him. When he goes to that sidearm pitch for the the final out, he just he just he's walking off the mound before the ball's even in the catcher's glove. It looks like because he just knows he knows it's an out, and he's just like done. I'm out here. Uh, it's great he's got confidence. He's got confidence. Say he's not got the hundred, hundred and one to blow it past like a Garrett Cole and blow it past someone when they're in trouble. He's got a pitch. He's got to hit the corners. He's got to outthink the batter. So it's almost like he knows that he's got the batter exactly where he wants him, and will throw whatever he wants, and will be able to hit that spot because it's it's so important for him to hit his spots due to the pace. Yeah, he's he's such a, he's been so good for us. He's covered he's covered basically the the, the Cole COVID and Monty COVID spill, and he's filled the gaps. And yes. for touching on pitchers, we should give a shout out to uh, Luis Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, got something sent back to AAA now, but I think the guy's done 15, 16 innings. Has yet to concede his first run. But that's that's just great. It's exactly what you need. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny about young pitchers, though, isn't it? Like we talk about Louis Hill and this guy, and obviously Nestor Cortez isn't young, but he's worked his way into the rotation. At the start of the season, you would have said, sort of Schmidt, Garcia, those are the guys you you you'd think you'd need to get spot starts from throughout the season. And due to their various issues, Schmidt's injury, and I think um, Garcia's just been bad form. I don't think he's pitched very well down at AAA as nah. much as they, as, yep. as well as they'd want him to. He's regressed a you lot, then, hasn't he? You then look down to the next level, and that's Hill, and he's come up, and as Mark says, he's not allowed. To, he's not allowed to run. I don't think they want to chance him too often. I think they're quite happy having him sort of here, there, not sort of in the rotation. So, yeah, he's he's, he's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's been superb, and you know that whole next man up thing we talked about. You know, was that two seasons ago? When 2018, that kind of, wasn't it? 18, 2018 was, wasn't it? When when that was all going on, and it's kind of feeling like that just now. The, the team has buzzing, and every guy that comes up seems to come up mm-hmm. with, you know, that confidence in the, the team that it's just it's just right, and they can just go for it. And uh, it's it's great to see. 
Um, even guys, you know, some of the guys I'd never heard of, like Stephen Ridings and stuff, had come up and done. I had no idea who that guy was. And you nope. do keep an eye on the prospects, but it's just a guy that was so far under the radar. And he's came up. And he's, he's, he's yeah, it's great to see. I think, I, think I sent a tweet out of this team because I remember, especially before the All Star break, I, I said on this pod, this team isn't like, not a likable team. It's yeah. very blah. It's very sort of going through the motions, that kind of sense. That's what you know. It's gone from that not likable to actually like a lovable team. And yeah. I think that's down to that next man up situation yeah. we found ourselves in where you get your heels come up, you get your Nesta Cortez is pitching really well, you get your um Velasquez, Riddins, all that all those kind of players yeah. that aren't aren't our future essentially. They're not they're not your top end prospects, but they've come up, they've done a job and they've just made this team they've given it the boost that in, in need badly needed. Yeah, I, I I think that's spot on. I think we, we were a very not a difficult team to watch, but it was a difficult team to to love before the All Star break because you can, it was just, you can not win games. You can yeah, not, you're not saying we have to win games. But there's a way about playing the game that makes yeah. it fun, and they just weren't. It was there was no fight. It was almost like a no fight. They would, they would go down early. They were just so slow and, and cumbersome and just... Yeah, yeah I, was, I agree. They never was, looked like they were ever going to come back in a game. They'd go down early and it would just be going through the motions. It'd be like one, two, three, four, and six. And you, before you know it, you're in the eighth inning and they've got three hits. And it's just like, happened far too often. But yeah, they've, yeah. they've definitely changed that. Yeah. Velasquez has been the guy for me. Just the, it well, pitch eyes, just the mm-hmm. that kind of spirit. Because he gave us something we didn't already have, you know, in a team that's built of uh, six foot four plus massive guys who can hit the ball a mile, he's this little guy who's faster than probably three of our guys put together. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and the joy in his face when he hit that home run the other day, oh, man. that Brilliant. was amazing. And his family there. that and She he, was crying. It, well, his family kind of were crying. Feel yeah. good story that we haven't had for, you know, so long. It normally happens to somebody from the Marlins or something like that, for example. So that's been great, you know, and he's given us a different dimension on the, the, defense, on the base defense pass is... with the speed and his, and his defense. Yeah. That's but it's, it's not just, yeah, he's, he's sort of been the catalyst and Greg Allen was another one. He came when he, when he was playing, he, he started stealing bases and showing more pace, but even like judge, judge yeah. just started stealing. We're bases running now. again. And we're running it's, yeah. We're going from first to third on singles mm-hmm. and things like that. Just starting to, help this team just the momentum play and baseball yeah it's, it's simple straightforward baseball and yeah you, you called it a few weeks ago jack when you, when you came on a podcast and you said look the team needs someone you cited uh Amberg-y mm-hmm. as somebody look he's hitting the he's hitting the pants off it in triple a let's give him a go he's got to be better than what we've got right now and and that's what we've got with the likes with with some of these guys who have come up they've given us that impetus I think that's what you effectively were asking for. Yeah, you don't ago. you don't need someone like an Amber or Velasquez or or Greg Allen or anyone like that to come up and be your your MVP. You don't need that. You just need fresh and game. It might only be four or five games. It might only be a series, but that can then build onto the next thing because that this team was in a rut. There was just so there was seemingly no getting out of it. It's very the same game over and over and over again. And these players have come in. They just, they just give it a spark. Yeah. The, the next thing that we found 
is we rummaged around in a cupboard somewhere and we found Stanton and a glove so we can play the outfield. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and guess what? The sky hasn't fallen in. Um, and he's actually, it seems to have helped his all-round game by being yeah. engaged for the full game rather than Again, We said it, we said it many a times on this point. We did. Being a DH is not for everyone. Yeah. It's just not for everyone. The, the being able to switch off and then switch on for your one at bat, two, three, four at bat, it's tough. Doing. Yeah. People are surprised. He played nine, I think it was nine years in the National League outfield. So he's yeah. not, he's, he's no mug. He's, with, ad, he's not, adequate, adequate is what, he's, what he's I would describe him as. Yeah. He's not an Aaron Judge or a Mike Trout or a Mookie Betts or someone like that. He will get you through seven innings and maybe at the back end of a game when you need defense, you might put Gardner in or someone like that. Yeah. yeah. He'll get you through and allow you to use the DH spot for a Voight or give Judge a day or a Gallo or a Rizzo or someone like that, just freeze up. You can't have that DH spot locked into one person that can play the outfield. Spot on. And I think that, yeah, I think that's, especially now when you have Rizzo who came in on fire, he went out of the team obviously because he had to, um, he's been, hmm, he's not been quite as good with his bat, but his defence is superb. So, if you can have that defense at first base and have Voight at um, DH, you're, you're not yeah. losing that power, there, there was but you're quote, getting elite level yeah. DH. There was a quote defense. from um, from Odor. He said, "When you got switched to third, he was a little bit yeah. obviously a little bit worried. Never played there before." And Rizzo came up to him and said, "I seen that. Yeah. Just throw the ball in the vicinity of first base, and I'll go. I will it. catch it. Yeah. I will get it for you. Don't worry. He goes, He's... just throw it close. Doesn't have to yeah. be." In the glass, throw it close. I will make sure I catch that ball. And that kind yeah. of thing is something just leading. It's just it. brilliant. And Odor's been again adequate at third base. Yeah, he's, he's done a job. Some trepidation, my, but he's done a job. My favourite so, player this season, without without a yeah. shadow of a doubt, Odor. I love. I love. He's that a gamer, player. isn't he? He's just he's His just playing averages rubbish. His yep. everything, pretty much most things, even his second base is iffy now and again, but. About that guy is a, 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 a DD type yeah. aspect to it, a Ronald Torres type clubhouse guy. Like, um, what was it? Um, John Turner always mentions on the broadcast that whenever there's a pitching conversation, Rugnet Odor is at the mound. Mm. And they said, can they not have a meeting at the mound about Rugnet Odor being part of the conversation? And little things like that. And you always see him running up and down the, the fence of the, of the dugout and yeah, he's, he's he's such a gamer. I love he play, it. Yeah, he plays with passion, and he he kind of reminds me a bit of Brian McCann. I loved that, but Brian McCann, McCann was just like left it all on the field. You know, he would back his teammates to the hill, and that's kind of what I've always liked about Adore. He let himself down at times, but I love seeing that in, in pinstripes. And I think as the teams got better, you can see his he's he's improved a lot as well. I think he was getting dragged down when the team was striking out a lot and kind of losing games that we shouldn't have lost and stuff like that but and that thing that thing with them home run that never was yeah i know it was you, you could see him take his hand off the bat to say, he did he did definitely Tire. yeah he did that's and then did. the umpire's giving it and then he still carried on he's absolutely he's nailed this it. yeah it's such a i think again i said it on, on twitter lucky that happened in a tiktok game yeah that was a one one game two one down maybe you're thinking that 
could kill the momentum, but luckily yeah. it happened when we were six 0 up and pretty much had the game sewn. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting when we start talking about all this positivity, and I just had a wee bit of a look at the kind of the numbers over the last sort of fourteen days um, when we've been on this super hot streak. Um, Baton average. Stanton three twenty five, Judge three forty nine, Voigt three sixty eight, which suggests that a bit of competition at first base has been good for Voigt. Um, Tyler Wade three seventy, and then you've got DJ and a few others kind of looking a lot better. And it was kind of dragging me onto the fact that Stanton and Judge have really stepped up recently. And are, yeah. you know, I mean, Judge was just phenomenal last night. Um, you know, he was just. But he has been, he's kind of stepped up. Stanton's got hot. DJ, I think, hadn't had a home run for since April. I think he said two May. this past week. Yeah. Was it May? Was it May? Sorry. May. Yeah. But, he said two this past week. He seems to be looking a hell of a lot better. More DJ Lemmy, who liked because he had kind of went down uh, in his form. But yeah, um, the whole sort of Voight Rizzo thing, you know, there was a bit of chat certainly on the Facebook group about Voight's comments about, you know, would it be tolerated by the Yankees and stuff? And kind of part of me thinks, why not stand up for yourself if you're playing well? For me, it, for me, it was, he didn't say, he didn't slate the organisation. Yeah. He didn't slate Rizzo. He didn't say, oh, Rizzo doesn't deserve it. No. He just literally said, I deserve to play. Yeah. Um, I'm a home run leader from last year. I've had my injuries. I am. I deserve to play. You, yeah, I, and that's and that's all he said. Confidence, yeah. And I don't mind that. I don't mind that bit of fight because again, it I like it. There was something we were missing. Yeah, when we were shockingly bad in the first half of the season, there wasn't didn't seem to be this fight. There didn't seem to be this determination. Didn't seem to be this want to get better. They got ourselves out of it. And you start showing that, and then people start becoming this sort of just like old Yankees can't say things like that. Oh, I hate that. We can't, we can't, because they always use it against us. And then, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, you can't, you can't use it. So, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. He didn't say, he didn't come out and say Rizzo doesn't deserve to start. I deserve to start. Or the nope. Yankees, how dare they think about trading me? It's anything like that. Just I want to play. Yeah, to play. I'm, I'm playing well enough to deserve to play. And to be fair, he's backing it up. He's yeah, exactly. He has. And um, as I've said many times, I mean, I just love Rizzo's glove at first base. I think it's tremendous. Lefty bat. Um, yeah, and your lefty bat. I mean, the batting, how much better does that batting order look? I mean, Velasquez, right, he's, right, he's a right, switch as well, right, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it just, it's just tremendous. And, and I think that's a big part of the transformation. Um, teams aren't able to pitch round about us anymore. You know, we were quite, it was a bit easier for teams to pitch through the lineup before, whereas now, they just don't have that. And even with a door kind of lower down in the order, he's another lefty bat. It's Tyler yeah. Wade, lefty Wade, bat. Come, yeah, of course. It's all of a sudden learned how to play baseball, which is yeah. an amazing thing to it's do. Great to see, overnight. isn't it? Um, but I'd say you had a couple little stats there. It was obviously an 11 game winning streak, which we're on at the moment. It's 10 straight series, which is important. Try and make up ground in, in standings. But for me, this is the one that is the, it's almost like a long term, like a longer sample size we won 21 of the last 25 games wow that that's that's, that's what you need to do that's, and it's the right time that's, of the season to hit that form yeah as a good baseball side which we which we are you need to be putting runs like that together 
however many times a season. So 21 of 25 is pretty special. Is it is the record right? I think I think this is right. So you might correct me if I'm wrong, but since the cat appeared at Yankee Stadium, we're something like <laughs> yeah. we're nineteen and three, and the Orioles are zero and nineteen. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. um, yeah, we've I think we've dropped like three games and won the rest, and they've lost every single game since that, that cat appeared on the field. Was it a black cat? It wasn't a black cat, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was, but I was hoping it was, but it wasn't. It's uh, that's that's. We said earlier, the Rays are just playing the Orioles at the best time. They, they, they've, they've had them for four games at the end of last week, and they've got them over the weekend again. So that's that's not playing into our hands a little bit. But yeah. we've got ourselves in a striking position. That's all we could have asked at the, at the All-Star break, be in a striking position to capitalise on any mistakes. Oh, I mean, the amount that we've reeled it back is is absolutely phenomenal. And and the charge, as I said, like the the Voight Rizzo situation, you know, you've got Stanton playing in the field now. There's a lot of competition around to kind of keep your place in the team. And uh, I think that's that's a positive. We've got a lot of guys coming back now, you know, uh Gumby pitched last night. We've got we've just got a lot of guys coming back at the right time. We, we've got we've not had in this run, we've not had a shallow at third base. Nope, Gino, and that's and we've yeah. and we've not had Torres. So yeah, and you just don't you don't even doesn't even register click in your mind. Yeah, like, you're right. Oh right, we haven't had them. And yet can we're you still winning these games? Can you imagine this infield defense with Geo at third, Velasquez, DJ Lemayhu at second, and Rizzo at first? Oh, I want to see that. It's a defensive yeah. unit. Yeah, which begs the yeah. question: what, what, tremendous. Where's Glaber going to fit in when he gets back? I think he goes straight back. Stop. I think no, I don't see. No, I, I don't he, see, can't, he can't. I don't. He can't do that to me. I don't. I don't can't. see him doing it. I, I don't see him because essentially now the the only maneuverability you had was him going to second and DJ playing first. Now you've got Rizzo and Voigt. DJ can no longer play first. Well, who comes back first, Gio or Gio comes back first because he's yeah. playing at uh, triple. Can Glaber play center I think, field? I think he might even be back for the Oakland series. The yeah. Oakland series, so. Can, can Glaber play centre field? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, the, the only thing in our favour, I think, is that we can, we can carry these guys on the roster because the rosters expand to twenty eight yeah. from the first right. September, so we yeah. don't actually have to cut anybody. Um, which have been pretty difficult to send someone like Velasquez down and bring Glaber back up. Oh, so I just can't see these guys. But you can't take Velasquez out of there. He's... Yeah, but you, what, sorry, what, you what game was it the other the other night when the final out? Was it Odor dive for the ball and just missed it, and Velasquez slid in behind him? That was the made the play. It was tremendous. One of the Minnesota games. Minnesota. Yeah, it game, was yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, I'm trying to think what game, but it was absolutely. I, I was off I, my I, seat. I, I, get, I, honestly, I get yeah, what you're saying. I 100 get what you're saying about Velasquez, and I understand the story. Of he's him. a Bronx boy. He's, he's just, staying oh. in his childhood bedroom, etc., etc., etc. It's just, it's a dream. Glaber comes straight back into the team. Not for he me. Does he? Does he, not for me. He, he can't. If it was Glaber Torres of of the bat of two years ago, one hundred percent. How do you know it's not though? I don't because it hasn't been all season. How 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 do we know that Velasquez hasn't just hit a purple patch and is now going well, to let's ride down? To his... Let's ride this purple patch until it disappears. Oh, we're going to because Glaber isn't even in rehab games yet. So yeah, we, he's not. not they can just stay there. He can Gio's stay there for me. Back, but. 
to to yeah. to to write to, to say Velasquez is sewn up. More to the point, where does crazy? Where, where does uh, Odi go when Gio comes back? He plays wherever he wants. He does. He, <laughs> he goes up to Boone and says, "I fancy being a catcher." Have a shot at that. Day. <laughs> he does whatever he wants. Uh, he, he's he's a bat off the bench, isn't he? He is. Yeah. So, and a very strong one to bring on because he is very clutch. He yeah. does whatever he might be pitching coach for a day, you never know. <laughs> Third base coach. <laughs> he just does whatever he wants, I do. Yeah, I'll just catch today. Yeah. Nah, it's do you know what? The transformation in talking about this compared to the where we were probably two months ago, talking about this team, trying to find something positive to talk about. You know, we actually skipped doing a podcast and just talked about the London series because things were so negative. And it's just turned around and you know quite a lot of that I think goes back to the trade deadline Joey Gallo Rizzo came in Joey, we need to talk about Joey Gallo we need what is this rubber man thing all about between between pitches when he's in the I box think, I, 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 I've seen a lot of good pitching routine you know uh, batter's routines in the box to get ready for it I love Gary Sheffield movements as in he does this kind of rubber man thing like I, I, I know think, that doesn't work on a podcast because yeah, I'm showing you it's it's hilarious think, to watch. I think he might have Tourette's. <laughs> it does I look know, like it. legit. I think I'm, I might have seen it because someone put up a, like a mocking of him. Yeah, and I think he does have some form of. I'm not 100 sure. I'm gonna have to Google it. Now. It could you, it could you, be you by the way because he's like he, he, he's kind of like the rubber man, but the intensity in his face when you when the camera zooms in on him, he's like. Ready to go, which I love to see. For me, what what he gives us in terms of that left-handed bat and the power oh, potential, yeah. and we know he's going to strike out. And he walks but, a lot, though. It, it, that's it. Um, yeah. he's a classic three-two outcomes guy. So, yeah, and I, I'll buy that because when he hits a home run, it's gone. Um, and I know he's Bill's only batting around two hundred Mendoza line, but for me, I think this with his ability to take a walk. The fact he's left handed bat and he's he's got a great look. I think he's a superb acquisition for us. Yeah. Uh, I, this, this year and next year anyway. I really like the guy. And um I like his intensity. I just uh, when you look at some of the guys, you know, I could probably stand up just now and do a Jeter's kind of routine where he fixes one glove, fixes the other glove, taps his bat in the, the ground, drags it back and stuff. You know, that kind of short routine. No Garcia Para, he was ridiculously insane for his and then you Gary Sheffield who would wave the bat about and you just had, you kind of notice these little nuances about guys but Joey Gallo is like he's like he does this rubber man thing in between it's it's cool to watch like I like that stuff yeah maybe it's maybe it's just me that notices these things apparently, I don't know. apparently he's got a tick disorder so essentially ah, right. he's got like a he does things but that is basically a, a form of Tourette's yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. I think he's just got um, a little bit of something like because I remember uh, I saw thing on Twitter. Someone said, oh, "I'm taking that. I'm taking that tweet down about Joey Gallo after he explained it does yeah. have some some sort of tick kind of thing." But I'm not 100 sure. But yeah, because if you watch him, he like he kind of yeah, he's, he's just it's cool to watch. But I hope he keeps hitting and keeps um keeps playing the way he is in the field because some of his um plays have been phenomenal to watch. On the slightly negative side. <laughs> are we still all a little bit nervous when it gets to the eighth or ninth? Because yeah, I got, am. I've got that in my notes. To yeah, in. I. 
Choppy I, am, I, want, I, want, I want to um, give Foon a little bit of credit. He is not, he's pulling the strings just at the right. Like, take last night's game. Yeah. Sense. He put in the guy that no one thought would ever <laughs> yes. be in that position. Yeah, 100%. One, one the Peralta. Um, he, it was, I, I like yeah. the way he didn't, he wasn't afraid to pull Chapman. Whereas I think early on in the season, he might have left him in. Yes. Chapman. Yeah. Whereas now I think he's gone, nah, mate, you're not, you ain't got it tonight, you're out. And he didn't have it at all. He, if if you left him in, we would have lost that game. If you yeah. left him in there, the game was over, I think. Yeah, yeah. Of course it was. But Luizaga has stepped up. He's very... Luizaga has been brilliant. Chad Green, potential has closer. His, has his potential closer, though, yeah. Britain's the one that's worrying me. Maybe even a little more. He's, yeah, he's... His injuries are starting to pile up more and more and more. And his confidence, man, is, confidence is clearly gone because he asked to be removed from the ninth inning role. Or he recommended not to I be. I didn't. I didn't like that hitting. I don't mind him being honest about it, but to Boone, I didn't like it coming out into the yeah, the wider world. I don't think other teams need have, to know. It should that have stayed in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You don't. You don't need your opposition knowing that one of your pitchers doesn't want to be out there at that time of the game. Do you know what I mean? It's just giving them an advantage they don't need. So. If things go the way we hope they're going to go through September, then we either win the division or go to the World Series. It has to be a massive... I go to the postseason, sorry, not World Series. It has to be a massive concern, those last innings. But yeah. Certainly for yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's never... It's Even when you go in with three or four round leads, you just, you just never feel comfortable. You yeah. never feel comfortable, which... It's a worry, but postseason do, do sometimes we, gets yeah. the best out of players that haven't performed or it goes the other way. You just have to ride and die now, and you with who we got. There's yeah, no I mean, one else. You potentially got him. Cortez or someone who could come in and fill that kind of role up. But do we? Do we have? Not to, if he's in the starting rotation. Yeah, I could <laughs> true, but do we have to start looking at someone like Lasaga or someone and trying to? Develop them into the closer role, or green, or and stick with them, or, or do you I think, think they'll the just keep? Do you think they've keep... got their eye on? Yeah, really or do like they? Him. But will will they do that now and try and get them, get him? You know, maybe five or six, seven, if ten Chapman, saves. If Chapman's before... going the way he's going, they may they may bite that bullet. Yeah, don't know. Don't... That's what I'm asking. I was thinking, do they stick with Chapman and keep going to Chapman to see if he gets it right, or do they just say I think... maybe in two weeks' time, let's give. Let's give someone a little saga I, I every think, save opportunity. I think they'll do something like that. They're going to give Chapman yeah. every opportunity. Yeah, you've got to, they did you've last got to try, night yeah. because so and he is still that man. However, I do think what they'll do is they'll mix in someone like Lasaga mm-hmm. on every third or fourth save or something like that. And the other option, of course, is Zach Britton. Yeah, he's I mean, just... in twenty fifteen saved everything that, that, that was going. If he can stay fit, though. Yeah, yeah, And the fact he he asked himself to be taken out of that role just suggests to me that the guy's head's not not quite in it. Could this this be one of those phantom IL stints that's just get a little bit of time away trying to sort your head out? But for me, you've got to give Chapman a chance to try and write it. You've got to give him that chance, but... 
at the same time as Mark said, you've got to have a backup plan mm. in place. Plan B's got to and, be that. Yeah, and you've got to be able to know that, that plan B, you're confident going with that plan B as well. What's happening with... Um... Oh my God, these names just jumped right out of my head. Pitcher we picked up in this summer was pitching great. Kluber. Pitched in no hat. Corey Kluber. God, his yeah, name just his name just um, disappeared. What's happening with this? Double A, he's still Is he pitching, game, at the moment? pitching games at Double A. And you should think wouldn't like be a, maybe one more start at Double A. Yeah. Triple A, one start, and then back in the rotation. Because but... if he's coming back, then you start to think when you go into the, if you get to the postseason, and you get in there, you're going to have the guys that have come up and, and stepped up to the plate, um, like Nestor Cortez and stuff. You're going to have extra extra arms for the bullpen just from these guys with yeah. Luis Severino. Also, Severino. Although, yeah. although the, That's the, a worry. Problem him, the problem with him isn't his arm now, is it? It's his groin or his knee. Yeah, you would put um, him. I think you would put so. him in the pen if you get a chance. Yeah, I don't think they're the going to push him this year yeah. at all. I don't no. think they're going to even going to try. I think they're looking at next year for him, but. Yeah. I think when it comes to obviously Kluber, I don't think they'll necessarily drop Cortez down to the pen. No. I think they'll give certain pitchers extra days off rest, maybe towards the end of the season, maybe try and give Cole, maybe. I know it's going to be tough for Cole because he doesn't want, ever want to give the ball up, but maybe keep it a little bit extra days off just to try and freshen them up. But especially Kluber, I don't think, I don't see them him straight into a full rotation essentially. No. Yeah, yeah, but even they can. I mean, we've got enough long arm guys that they could, they could give him, you know, three, four innings and then mm. get him out of there. Yeah, look, it's like he's been good as well. He's well. He's he has been, his moments. For yeah, he's, he's one of these guys where sometimes he's. I think he gets get put in a lot of, especially the beginning, the first half yeah. of the season. He was put in a lot of bad situations where he was. only bad things could really happen, like bases loaded, no out, yeah. or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but he is a bit of a flamethrower type guy that you can throw into these positions and he does tend to he's pitched a lot I he mean like he's pitched a hell of a lot of innings for, for a reliever at this point of the season so yeah yeah that, that is kind of the one concern I sort of had was the way the team structured is the, the bullpen or the back end of the bullpen not so much the whole bullpen because I think it is a strength I just think them last the last three outs are nobody it, seems to but, but, you, but you know you know troublesome haven't they you, yeah. you guys know with chat it goes as quickly as it comes so you need some sticky stuff he, he <laughs> <laughs> it can with him he can sort of a sudden like switch it straight back on almost and then he's sort of good again so it's always up and down with him always up and down but our backup band Britain can't stay healthy they need to get someone else which is looking more and more like the wiser is going to be that. Man. But one of Javier's bad side about that is he was the guy that would come in in like the sixth inning if you have bases loaded, one out. Well, he'd put him in then, wouldn't you? Kind of thing. But if you're saving him for the ninth inning, you lose that role out of him as well. So you have your yeah. both sides of that. Okay. So before the next podcast, which should be next week, we have four games versus the tanking athletics and two i think we'll get two games in versus the angels yeah two sorry i had to 
click into September to see the, the schedule. So four, six games. Mark, you go first. Yeah, I mean, we've been burnt on West Coast trips before. Um, yes. And I, I, don't, I don't think the A's are tanking by any stretch of the imagination, to be honest. Um, they're going to have a rough patch, but they're, they're too good a side to uh, say they're tanking. They've got a better run differential than we have. Um, so you say four against the A's, or yeah, four against the A's, two yeah, against four, the Angels. Yeah. yeah. Um, we can't keep cocking when the street going. Um, obviously, that were a better team than the Angels. I think we'll go four and two. Four and two. Okay, this, this hot off the press from Rob Rattray, six and oh. I just thought we'd <laughs> get that in yet. Yeah. Jack, what are you thinking? Oh I don't I don't want to be that guy. I really don't. I mean it's either three and three is the best I think we're gonna get. Yeah, that's hard. That Coliseum is a house of horrors for the New York Yankees. And it is. Yeah. We just yeah. never play good baseball there. We don't. Like, we we can don't. Be, we gotta say we could be going in on which we are an eleven-game winning streak, or we could be going there, oh and eleven. We will always play bad baseball at that same. That West so. Coast as well. It's just it's never been. So I've yeah, I think we're gonna go three and three, just a sort of old pat. I think that's a good, good sort of first trip. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of earning towards a three and three as well. Yeah, I'd love I would love to come and say we're gonna win. Six and zero and whatever, five and one. Yeah, four and two is possible. I mean, they are in good form. If that was LA and Seattle, maybe, but that Oakland, Oakland worries me. Yeah, Oakland always do us. We've we've been playing teams on good form, so we we played Atlanta when they'd also won nine straight. That's right. Yeah, and I think I've had a stat that it was the first time that two teams had met on nine game winning streaks since 1901. Wow. Okay. Brilliant. You know, see, see when you talk about, um, actually two points I want to bring up, I'm going to bring up first, Dan Bay Swanson. That guy's a player. Yeah. Very, very good. Wow, he's just a joy to watch. He's he turned, was, he's turned his career around, hasn't he? He was the number one overall pick, wasn't he? And got traded. Yeah. He was, and it took him a bit of time in Atlanta to get his game going, but now just he's, shows, he's really yeah. spends himself, hasn't he? It just shows you that some guys don't don't develop immediately, but yeah, he's just great to watch. I really enjoyed watching him. Um, but yeah, sorry when you're talking about 1901, I've been back. I went back to if you have a Amazon Prime subscription, you can get seven days free PBS at the moment. Really? I think I, I think after that it's three quid a month or something. But I signed up for it. I'm back on Ken Burns baseball. Oh my god, I haven't watched it probably in but maybe seven or eight years it might even be longer than that i'm back on it morning episode three at the moment it isn't yes i think it's around 45 or around 50 minutes each episode but it is the absolute bible of baseball it is brilliant so i just thought i'd mention that if you haven't seen it you're listening to this get on to if you've got an amazon prime subscription you get seven days free which is probably not enough time to watch even one ken burn series to be honest they're they're long i think the overall baseball I think it's about 18 hours because I've added a 10th inning, which is the reason I've went back to it because I've only seen the first nine. So it's all split into the innings and uh, I've only seen the first nine. Apparently they've added, um, I think it's the uh, 2000s have been added to it, 2000 to 2010. So 
I thought I'd go back and watch it from the start to watch that. Does it but... start halfway through? Because obviously you have the runner on second base now, so you missed the first <laughs> first part of the action. Yeah. No, it's, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm assuming they'll probably do another one for the last decade as well. But yeah, it's just the best the best documentary maker. That's Allegedly, what he does is he gets all the footage and just watches everything and then decides what he's going to leave out rather than having a script and trying to find footage to go into it. But yeah, he's just, if you've ever watched any of his documentaries, the I think the one on the, the Vietnam was something like 28 hours long. But yeah, I, I highly recommend it. As I say, you can get it for seven days free if you get Amazon Prime. And it is the absolute complete history of baseball right from the, f- the kind of made up start with Abner Doubleday and all that kind of stuff. But it's great. Highly recommend it. I'll definitely try and get a hold of that one. Whilst we're in reminiscent mode, one thing we um, we haven't touched on is the Field of Dreams game. Yes, of course. Oh, see the start, the, the start, but I had goosebumps watching the start. Yeah, I did. I, well. It was just so well done. Do you know what? We've talked so much about the London series and how it could have been cheesy. It could have been really badly done and i think it was well done and i think they got it right with this as well it was just oh i don't know i just even kevin costner's speech at the start and everything just it had me and i actually watched the movie again probably we watched it the saturday before the game um we all sat down and watched it although and went to his bed um early on he was a bit tired but i was trying to get him to watch it he was quite enjoying it but he was so tired he had to go to bed so we're going to go back and visit again but yeah brilliant it was. Oh, so I thought. Evil. I thought they were absolutely spot on. And just the way they came out of the corner at the start it was just like, wow. Uh, yeah. That was fantastic. And the way the players sort of acted the part, just sort of walking out like they did in the film, just relatively nondescript, looking around. I thought that was absolutely spot on. And seeing the home runs going out into fields oh, of just... was just amazing. After, after watching, I don't. Why MLB wouldn't do that every year? I know they are doing they it. They are going to, yeah. I know they are, but why they haven't gone right? Rather than build this every year, that stadium is staying there. We are just going to this saying, why they don't commit? Because those kind of games. Surely, surely it is. It doesn't I think look... they're taking it down. I think they're taking oh, it, is it down. Te- is it temporary? I think no, they're, it is. they're doing one more year. They're, they're, they're no, but I mean, they're taking it down and then rebuilding it, I think, from what, I, from what I think. But why don't, huh. why don't they just go, right, that's that's a fixture for the next 10 years. Just yeah. keep it there. Those and games, let every they, team have their, their shot at yeah, it. I, I like the fact it's not a series. I yeah. like the fact it's just one game. I think a series could over-egg mm. yeah. it a bit too much. But, yeah, it was brilliant. It was absolutely... It was. It, it depends how you follow up that kind of entrance and Kevin Egan and roll like Kevin Costner every year, for example. You nah. know, so how, how you do that, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't realise they were tearing it down every year. That seems. Yeah, because I was actually kind of wondering if they were playing on the same field. And then when I seen the field, I realised it was a modern baseball field. I was like, that can't be this. So then Geeky Me starts Googling it and found out, uh, got some aerial shots, and it was actually built in the cornfield just beside where the original field still is. But yeah. yeah They've done, they done an aerial shot a couple of times. Now, yeah. Trying to sort of the movie set essentially and right, then, yeah. then zoomed out to the to the new one. But it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant and it was almost something the Yankees 
the only the only game we lost to the whole the White Sox all season yeah. was that one game. Yeah, but it was it, it was it was a great game as well because it was edge of your seat stuff. I know there was a lot of home runs which can happen in a, a place like that, but it was um it was a good game, you know, it was back and forward the whole time. But even little things like um Joe Buck calling it gives it that yeah. big game feel, do you know what I mean? That kind of yeah. it's not just an ordinary game. I think it could be more things like that. Baseball, I think it's real that they say it doesn't have to be series or every other once or twice. I know they've got the little league classic and this and the other, but I know they do like Cuba games, is it? Or Cuba or Dominican Republic games yeah. sometimes. And Occasionally, yeah. Japan. So yeah, I think they should do more of that. There's so many games, 162 games a season. There's yeah. so many games that you could just pluck out of there and do, put do somewhere some, else. Yeah, something exactly. different with it. The thing is, it's like all of my mates like that movie and none of them are into baseball. You know, they're not baseball fans, but they love the movie. So it does mm. res- resonate with a lot of people that's not even baseball fans. And it's just, it's just that's such a good movie. And you, you actually, I had forgotten, I hadn't watched it in a long time. I'd forgotten how good it was and kind of the the emotion of it at the end, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been like him, um, him and his dad at the end. And that, that's I like it for of, me, I like it it's a bit for me, that'd be like the Rocky films. Yeah. I love the Rocky films. I'm not the biggest boxing fan. Doesn't, not really that interested in not yeah, et cetera, but the Rocky films, I can sit there and watch them. So yeah. just because you like the film about a sport doesn't necessarily mean you... No, I mean, that's 100%, like, 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 but I, I think so. it's just, I think the whole emotion of the film and the, you know, you think it's a film about baseball and that, and then you get to the end, and it's actually really about him and his dad and all that kind of stuff. And ugh, it's just great, and it's it's ah, it's a good movie. And I I, I thought, as, as I said, I think they've done it right. I think whoever's in charge of that stuff at baseball seems to have a good sort of a good eye for getting it right. And yeah, it could it could have been cheesy. It could have been it probably was a bit cheesy, but cheesy in a good way. It was good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We are two, three, and three, one, four, and two as we head to the West Coast. Unfortunately, none of the games look like they're going to be on at a time where Saturday, we can. Saturday, Saturday's a nine oh seven. Yeah, nine oh seven here. Yeah, it's not too bad. But I'm away the sun, this weekend, so I'm missing. Yeah, the Sunday game is the Sunday night baseball. So but you would have had possibly going, had two. Going to be for us, isn't it? Yeah. The rest of them look really, really early morning. But yeah, it's um the I'm playing at a golf tournament in Saturday, so I don't know if I'll get to see it. I don't know if I'll be compass maintenance enough to see it, but let's see. Um but yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, we've, we've had a lot of games on at good times recently to, to to watch and it's a bit frustrating. You go to the West Coast and you don't get to see many of them. Um so yeah, hopefully we'll be back next week. I won't actually be available next week. I'm away traveling with work for the first time in a long time. Um, but hopefully Mark and Jack and Rob and stuff will be back and we'll get back into the, the weekly swing of it and get these things out regularly. Um, as always, if you've got any questions or anything you want us to talk about, please catch us on Twitter or catch us on the Facebook page. Um, is there any point in going around where people can find us? Because I think they've kind of got this stuff by now. Yeah, I think they yeah. have so. We're all on Twitter. We're all on the <laughs> Facebook group, apart from Jack, who's only occasionally on it. But yeah, every now um, and again, I'll put my yeah. in there. The moan zone seems to be going well, and it's less moaning at the moment, which is good. On a eleven game, nah, I think the eleven game winning streak means it's a. I don't know what you would call it. The the the. Um, I don't, know, I don't even know. I can't, I can't even think. I can't, <laughs> I'm just going up like there. The happy chappies. Pessimism out there, yeah. 
Yeah, I think, although I think last night's game, there was probably a little bit of it when Chappie was losing the plot that they were a little bit of trepidation. I've got to admit, I'm trying to think what game it was. I was watching the other night and oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was um, who came on late on? Was it Lasaga got himself into trouble and pitched himself out of it? You did, yes. You did, and I was like, we we put Stanton in as a pinch a pinch hitter, and he hit the ball, and then took him out for a pinch runner, and it came back round in the game. I'm trying to think what game it was. It came back round, and basically the bases were loaded, and you're thinking in my head, I'm thinking, oh yeah, Stanton's up, bases loaded, and it was whoever they put in as a pinch runner. Um, I forget who it was, not it? And they struck out, and then it went into one one run lead into the ninth inning, and it was like. Was it Lucas Lickie or was it Lasaga that got himself into a bit of trouble? Anyway, I thought we were going to lose that game. And I think probably six weeks ago we would have lost that game. But he was really ballsy, stuck it out and got the outs and, and won the game. So, yeah, a big turnaround in the way things have been. But let's hope we can keep it going. And hopefully we'll catch you all uh, next week. Thank you. Thanks. Good night. Cheers. Good night.